Hey, everybody, this is the Combo Wombo Podcast with Chip Monk, and with me, as always, is Mr. Gimpy. What's going on, Chip? What's going on, everybody? Hey, man, what's going on with you, bro? Oh, man, just as I was saying, I uh, grabbed the wrong coffee, so I took a sip, and it was like... It's like drinking death. Um, so I hate hazelnut. Was it really that bad? <laughs> it's, or was it just the surprise? More it was mostly the, the surprise. But I really oh, I wasn't the, expecting this. I really hate the hazelnut taste, though. It's like it's like drinking a soda, right? And then getting, like, boiling hot water <laughs> instead. <Yeah. laughs> it's just, it like, well, it's this just is too cool. different. It was like, yeah. Your expectations <sighs> versus reality were. Yeah. yeah, I was expecting something delicious, not something just derived from bat guano but whatever whatever i'll, I'll live i'll live it's a hazelnut uh, you're hating on hazelnut bro yeah i don't i don't like hazelnut man i don't like like that's the like my flavored things i like hazelnut and i will fucking put hazelnut creamer in with my hazelnut coffee and i'll double it up double okay okay double that's, the nuts too one much, two too much nut for me <laughs> too much nutty goodness for you oh man yeah, I got that FPS issue again. I see. That's all right, though. I told it's you, right. dude. Like, it's it just gets worse as it, we as it keeps going. Like, it's not. I don't think anything we can do about it, bro. Yeah, I think that like, you're like, we'll just ignore it. It'll be fine. I'm just gonna <laughs> call it out because everyone watching is gonna be like, "What the fuck is chipping and <laughs> chipping a time loop?" But no, I'm gonna just, you know, yeah, like I was saying, I'm just gonna pick up a different camera here. I think this is there's like a hardware or software update, and since then it's been worse. Yeah, uh, that's all right. That's all right. We'll get worse. through it. We'll get through it. Sometimes you get a software update that breaks your, uh, you know, gum <laughs> gum string <laughs> held together by scotch tape uh, production. True, true. It's all right. And it all right. falls apart. Yeah, man. So after you uh, called me out on the uh, green screen, I had to get rid of it and show just how barren behind the green screen is. So. Uh, I feel got... like for every one thing we fix, like five yeah. more things break. Oh, a hundred percent. That's that's just, that's <laughs> that's just a lot of amateurs, though, right? So I got yeah. my uh, Hodus up there. I got my old joystick, but underneath that, I got uh, the Tetsunoko versus Capcom arcade stick. Um, I got my soldering iron kit. Uh, there's some network cable stuff. That box there is a return to Amazon. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, like... it's been there since 1998. <laughs> oh yeah, there's my old microphone there. That blue Yeti that's kind of held up. Uh, uh, graphics card box because why not? <laughs> you know, you I have know. like the same problem where like I have like a couple of like graphics card boxes, and yeah. like I don't want to throw them away for some reason, like. Because you feel you if you to... get a new one, right? Like, you just put it back in the box when you have the old one, right? Just in case that one fails and you can go back to it, right? Yeah. That's, that's I how think I it's feel. like a security blanket, right? Yeah, like you're saying, like, you never want to be completely naked. And I feel like uh, graphics cards burn out more than anything. I would say, yeah. like, RAM, uh, hard drives, graphics cards. Like, those it... are the things that are, like, points of failure. Yeah, the other thing, like... I never get rid of my motherboard boxes unless that motherboard is gone and in the trash. Like, um, my my wife was like, because I had them stacked up back there, she's like, at least get rid of those. Those look like trash. So they're like, I have a in our storage room, I have a nice space for all of my com- miscellaneous computer stuff. So it's like motherboards, uh, uh, power supply box in case, because I had to RMA like three of them um, when I built uh, the other computer. <laughs> What's up um, with that? I feel like motherboards always are at least more PSU. likely to arrive dead on arrival. Mm. Like I've had more I, issues I, with motherboards than any other computer component. So when I built, like uh, I, I order it and it just yeah. shows up and it, it's dead. And then like, you have to go through like the whole thing. You're like, is it every other new component? Every other, yes. Here? Yes. It's such bullshit. Um, so when I built this computer um, that I'm on now, Amazon left all the shit in front of my garage stacked up and like the snow had melted a little bit. So the case itself, uh, thankfully they just put the case on it was just sopping wet. Like the box was. And luckily there was yeah. like, you know, plastic on the inside, but then like the motherboard was stacked on, on top of that, the Ram and stuff. And then the graphics card was like on the tippity top. I'm like what the fuck? <laughs> the fuck Amazon. So I brought all that in, um, put everything together, kept getting uh, blue screens of death and um, narrowed it down to either the Ram or the motherboard. So I got, uh, I got, I just got both, right? Just in case. So yeah. I went to try the new Ram. It was fine. 
and I went to try the new motherboard, and it was fine. So I was like, okay, let's see what was wrong with the other thing. Turns out both the motherboard and the RAM were bad. <laughs> so this is both bad. Yeah. So I just yeah, I just got lucky. So uh, when building a new computer, if you're ordering things online um, and you live in a winter state, uh, make sure a UPS or Amazon driver knows where the hell your house is because that was some bull shit. Um, I want to say also like most electronics are not graded to work under like 30 degrees like if it's like 30 or below like that's when things start to fail and like when you get below zero like yeah. that's when like things start to break uh yeah. like if you don't leave things in like electronics in your car in winter uh, yeah if you're in a colder state like i will say bring them in. um around the holidays though i did like put out like snacks for the delivery drivers because like you know between kids and stuff i'm getting packages a lot for like christmas and and uh, my daughter's birthdays around that time, things like that. So, um, you know, we're getting packages a lot. So I was like, oh, it's like I, I had a buddy who was a delivery driver. So I was like, yeah, it kind of sucks for him. So I just had like a packet of hot cocoa and like stuff like that out. And uh, they they grabbed it and stuff. So when I when it was, came time to build um, my buddy, uh, the Big Puffer, who anyone who watches my stream has seen him on a couple of times. Shout out Big Puffer. When I built his computer, everything came to my door and they handed it to me. They like knocked, rang the bell. <laughs> like, hey, like, they they were like, hey, what's up? And then they handed me all of his stuff. So his stuff was was delivered with like a smile, man. So I, I think, you know, more of that story. Be nice to your delivery drivers. Like, you know, even if they screw you over, just make sure that that, that little bit of kindness goes a long way. Uh, so I was trying like uh yeah, because I like have like a I'm in a complex where I have to like go down. There's like a secure entrance. Yep. I try and meet people down there. I try to be there before them. Where like every yeah. time like I order anything like like food or something's coming to the door and like I'm expecting like a package. I'm like I try to be there and like I will just wait for like four or five minutes because I'm like having uh been on the other side of that where like I'm like trying to call them, like you know, give people like rendezvous with like delivery drivers and stuff. It's like the worst, uh, yeah. anything you can make to make that process easier. Like people are like always surprised. Like I'll order like stuff. Uh, like sometimes I'll order groceries and I'll be down. Like they have carts in like this facility. So like, I'll be down there with a cart waiting for them. And they're like, Holy shit, this is crazy. I'm like, yeah, dude, like I knew you were coming. Like whatever. Like I gotta wait. Like I gotta be slightly inconvenienced for you to bring food to my doorstep. <laughs> you know, for like four <laughs> minutes. I'm like, it's like a fair trade off, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I will say the one thing, the one like exception is DoorDash delivery that when they're, when they're lazy, because my house, like my garage, is like in the front technically and my house is behind my garage. So you have to like walk around to get to my front door. So like on all of the delivery apps, um, I'm like, I'm like, if you're in front of the garage, follow the path on the right you know, there's the house. So like, like 90% of the time it's, it's fine. But that 10% sticks out like a sore thumb and I'll have like a DoorDash driver call me going, I can't find your house. And like across the street, I'm like, what the fuck do you not read? <laughs> and then, and then I, I make sure to park the car in the garage too. Right. So they can see the numbers. And even then they're like, there's like in random spots. And one time I had a delivery just go to my neighbors and my, and like my day, like we kind of have like a, like a wall. It's, it's not like a fence, but it's a literal wall. That's that divides us. And, um, she just like handed me my stuff over the wall. <laughs> She's like, why can no one find your house? It's like, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> so your house is yeah, hidden, dude. Like, yeah, dude, that's, it's whatever you call it. Gimpy's hidden fortress. You know, I'm getting yeah, this, man. uh, uh, I'll have to have you have you over, especially in the summer, man, because uh, some some outside things are happening. I've been waiting for your like rec center to reopen, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm using you as like a friend to the proxy <laughs> with the pool, dude. And I'm like, I'm like, hey, man, how you go? How's it going? How are you? And you're like, oh, I'm doing. I'm like, so what's up with the your pool going? What's what's new with that? Any word? Yeah. Is that reopen? Is it open during the winter? You're like. Oh yeah, and I'm like no, it's right, COVID, man, yeah. man. They just were like, yeah. yeah. They, so <laughs> pool now, closed due to COVID. Yep, yep. So and now uh, there's actually meetings talking about reopening it. The um, rec part of the of the uh, clubhouse is, is open now, so we can go in there, play some pool, play some ping pong. Uh, there's like a TV in there. We can just chill. I could probably host a LAN party there or something. Uh, but the pool itself, uh, like our HOA rules, are stating that to make sure that there's 
the correct amount of people in that area, there needs to be a dedicated watch, like not a lifeguard, but like a watcher or watchman or whatever. To um, make sure that the, the COVID's day. not getting in the pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To make sure no one's just like sitting there with their tongues out going, and just. <laughs> that's what everybody does in the pool, dude. Any like kid under 12 years old, that's all they do in the pool. They go, Bleh. yeah, yeah, yeah. They like start, so, like, they try and like. Spit water across the pool at other kids into their face. Yeah, so I mean, we'll we'll see. I'll keep you posted for sure because I, uh, like, I'm getting this this uh, thing for my for my uh, porch with um, my my family's just like a you know big thing to like announce myself like like this is my house or whatever. Like it, it's oh, not yeah? quite a crest, but it's like a symbol that'll be there. I'm like Prince, dude. I'm gonna have like, a, a, symbol. A, a family <laughs> emblem. Yeah, dude. A, a coat of arms. Dude. Hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah, so you know, we'll see. It's a big big things are happening there, and I uh, got an outdoor outlet. I'm getting that installed. Uh, so and a projector too. So uh, we could just chill out, play some games out there, watch some some sporting events and stuff uh grill it'll be cool it'll be cool yeah man uh what's your what's your hot take on the vaccine bro oh man that's a that's a that's a whole different topic of episodes brother uh I, <laughs> I mean i have i have relatives who are pharmacists who are actually i won't like completely like dox them or myself i'm saying where they work or what they do but um you know she says that uh why not um I think it's. I think people are just wary because of how quickly it happened. But it it a vaccine came quickly out of necessity. I would say that people should be more upset on how long other things take to get approved by the FDA hmm. and like how yeah. expensive the process is. Yeah, because like that cost always gets shoved on to the consumer. Like at the end of the day, where you're like, True. why is my prescription drug so expensive? It's like because the R and D is like. I think like three or five billion dollars to get through like all the different uh, trials yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It what's I think what gives a lot of people caution is like the speed of it because it's like oh vaccines take like fifteen years to actually make. I'm like yeah when there's no funding or it's not like at the forefront of things. It's like you'd be surprised how how quickly things happen when they when there's money you know pushed into it. So yeah, when I, there's like a pre order for like you know three hundred million vaccines. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't gotten it. Like a lot of people around in my life have so far. I mean, I got uh, part one, dude. Yeah, yeah. So, so, and I want special fucking privileges. Mm. I want to be able to be like, I got the card. Fuck off. I'm done with your mask bullshit. Yeah, I want to go fucking swimming naked in your fucking community pool <laughs> because I'm vaccinated, dude. I don't have to worry about it no more. So everybody <laughs> solved <laughs> right 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 so if you grow like a like an extra hand or whatever well no we're gonna mark this episode as, yeah this was uh, the moment the, the moment before um that x-men becomes a reality where people are getting vaccinated people who haven't if it gave people yet, superpowers would you be pissed would i be pissed no, yeah, like you didn't I'd be get pissed, it, and they're like, "We gotta stop." Right people are getting superpowers. That first wave of people who got it—they got fucking superpowers. We gotta stop now. We gotta figure out what fucking happened. What superpower would you want? Like, you can't decide, uh, but let's say, what would you hope for? For me, like I was talking about, I, w- I would think like um, the ability to stop time, like time manipulation. Okay, I feel like I never have okay. enough time. I feel like that's got like a, a great power to have. Like that is time a good power. travel. That is a good power. I see. I I find that time powers get you in trouble more often than not because of messing with like the, you know, time time space continuum and uh, like. Would you just stop time, or would you be able to like alter it to like future, past, or would you just stop it? I want to say like if I have to choose one, I'm, I'm going to say just like stop. If I could slow down or stop time, yeah, I could get like time to move at like one eighth the speed or something than like normal. Yeah, I would take that. I'd abuse the shit out of it. I'd uh like like go to the Olympics, right? Like Usain Bolt's going. Would it be like and- the the flash style thing where it's like physics is still at play? So it's like if I move something, uh, it, it's now moving. Like if I move it at like one mile an hour, but it's like one eighth the speed. Now it's like eighty miles an hour. Like when I, uh, I would press assume so. I would assume so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So what I would do is I'd I'd go for the Olympics, right? And I'd beat like all of the records by like point one of a second. 
you know, so it's like, oh, who's this dude that's just randomly running who's never trained? What what's what's his deal? I wouldn't say anything about powers, you know? And um, I'd go to the Olympics and I'd just like torch Usain Bolt, get on the Wheaties box and stuff, and I would just instead of everyone would be all like oh this is a normal looking dude but i would no one would ever see me train i'd just be like gorging pizzas and stuff it's like, <laughs> this like, dude with the dad bod fucking yeah. <laughs> with the legs of thunder yeah, yeah. what the fuck is and this i would do it purely purely because i could and i would find it funny so what if you uh would you take the like webbing if you had like a spider-man webbing yeah 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 i think everyone what if well, it had to come out your butthole i'm 100 percent yeah okay i do it <laughs> uh but like a real spider dude for what's funny is you know that i that spider-man's my favorite like beyond a shadow of a doubt and it's so funny yeah. with this pod that uh i think i've worn a spider-man shirt a couple of times but and there's a i'm Spider-Man surprised it's taken us this long, this long to drop to, spider yeah because it's <laughs> like ninja gaiden has become the meme right for how often i read i mention it but i feel yeah. in the larger spectrum well, we talked about uh miles morales for a little bit one oh point. yeah, 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 yeah. We did, we did, didn't we? Uh, but at the, at the larger spectrum of life, I feel like I bring Spider-Man up way more than anything else. So it's funny that it hasn't happened on the pod. Um, but uh, having webbing and stuff would like so here. That's his thing. He doesn't. He he made it. He made it though. He, like the only the yeah. uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and the Ultimate um, Spider-Man. He the cartoon were, were organics. You know. Yeah. So so that you know wouldn't apply. I I feel like like climbing up walls and stuff would be one thing uh it's kind of a lame power though right it's like to be able to climb up walls like really good yeah yeah it's kind of like legitimate like free climbers that basically have that power right right right. like nobody gives a shit i couldn't tell you who they are i know there's like two extremely go you know like a female lady just broke some crazy records cool dude yeah give me that shot and you'll see mr gimpy doing the top three (laughs) (laughs) top three Oh man, I feel like like this is a this is a gaming podcast though, man. What have you been what have you been up to lately? <laughs> For games, I've been actually playing a lot more mobile games lately. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. okay, damn. So uh, it's been like uh, there's one called AFK Arena, uh, Summoners War. I got back on the sauce. I used to play a ton of Summoners War, and I took a break from it for a long time, okay. for like a couple of years, and then I was like, you know what? Let me because I started like. Uh, this will oh what it's called i think like idle heroes or some bullshit yeah uh yeah by like moon ton games there's like kind of like a big player in the mobile space uh so i got that and i was like oh let me try this out and that was like the gateway back into like oh let me see what this afk arena is about yeah Uh, because i kind of like the art aesthetic is kind of like a more 2d classical uh animated style like the early disney style stuff sure sure I don't know, man. And then, like, from there, I was just like, you know, it's really good. That fucking Summoner's War, man. Let me get some of that Summoner's War in here. So, uh, so then I redownloaded that, and I, like, resynced my account. Uh, okay. And the way I quit Summoner's War uh, was, like, by, like, changing the password where I wouldn't be able to remember it to ever log <laughs> back in. Uh, and so then I was like, fuck it. I got to find what email this was. I got to look it up. Because uh, I, yeah. Yeah, man. What about so- you? <laughs> So let me What's let me up? let me back up a little bit because that's funny you mentioned Summoners War. So um, Chip keeps us on on the down low, but Chip used to stream, and he was probably uh, like based on the games he streamed and the and like the short amount of time he did stream. You're probably the most successful of all of us in terms of streaming because of you streaming Summoners War. It's um, probably like the number two Summoners War streamer. Yeah, on Twitch yeah, in the, like the world for like a year. Because I think you had like. F- affiliate like in like what the first month first couple weeks i feel i took off like uh just wildfire because i was like one of the few people who like had like a good setup where like i had a camera you know my face it wasn't just capturing mobile yeah yeah like it's really hard to do it's really hard to set up like there's like a bigger barrier to entry when you're trying to stream like a mobile game uh and like i also got like super lucky that like there had there's probably like four people streaming because there was a big Summoner's War tournament going on at that day. Yeah. And like right when I got on, I'd been streaming. Like I'd been streaming the game for like a week at that point. Uh, and then like that day, like uh, that uh, tournament got over and the people like hosted me. So like I yep. got like four or 5,000 people like just like dumped into my channel. Yep. Yep. And then from there, like I probably averaged around like 60 to 70 people like when I was streaming like on the weekend. Yeah. And like during yeah. the week, uh, you know, probably like 20 to 30. 
Yeah. Uh, but I love Summoner's War. Like it's it's a fun game. Like it's an idle game, like where it has the idle option. Mm-hmm. But I would say the combat has enough depth where the gets like more challenging things for like uh the arena where you're battling like PvP other people. Like you wanna like know what your monsters do and know how to play. And then like for the uh Tower of Ascension TOA, uh like from levels like fifty up, uh there's like different challenges where you have to know uh what your anim like your summons do and like how they synergize and like use that to like freeze out an enemy line or like target a specific uh character and then like uh yeah it's but it also has the auto run feature and it has like the grindy thing where it's like you have to grind out a bunch of ruins to like get your monsters to get like strong enough so you want to build out a strong enough reliable team to get the uh auto generated rewards so it has that bullshit built in uh there's definitely some pay to win features that they sell sometimes but not always like they're like the summons are kind of like second class to the ruins. Like if you don't have good ruins and those like boost, like your stats, it's basically like equipment, you know, like if you like think of it like helmet, uh, you know, armor, like the ruins are basically that, but they're stat boosters the same way like equipment would be. Uh, And like, you have to really grind for like legendary ruins. Uh, So it's basically you're grinding for legendary equipment that will like, take your team and like what's most important is good synergy you can get like a lot of like four star monsters uh that are pretty competitive uh as long as they like synergize well and then like you can also like kind of build your own gumbo once you kind of realize like what there's just certain broken characters as there are in any game like we kind of talked about like whoever's like the new hotness uh comes out where it's like this guy stuns everybody almost 100 percent so you want to have him, like, if you want to be competitive. Yeah. Or, like, this guy breaks 100% of, like, uh, negative effects on your team when it's their turn. That's their passive. <laughs> so it's like... Uh, yeah. But, yeah, man, Summoner's Wars, I feel... They have a thing called, like, fusion, where, you, like, you can take, like, three or four-star monsters and fuse them into, like, a five-star, like, better monster. Like, a you, I think, like, most people would understand from gacha games is, like, SSR like super secret rare or whatever. I don't know yes. what the fucking yes. it stands for. Super super rare. <laughs> uh so you can like fuse like the SSR basically monsters from regular monsters you can get through playing the game. Okay. Uh and like you get an option during the week. Like every day there's like different secret dungeons that spawn. And from those you can get the characters needed to fuse to a better character. So like if you put in like the effort and like some strategy, like you can uh, like I think, like two of my best monsters are just like fused from that. Okay, uh, and then they help me grind out uh, to get I think like five or six like you know SSR monsters that are like the best in the game. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, that's so it's it's kind of a gotcha game then. Would you say or is it? Yeah. Uh, oh, definitely. Okay. Okay. So I'm just gonna put like the gotcha game uh, definition, just like up here i can't remember who's editing this episode is it you is it me i think, <laughs> I think it's, it's you. you dude oh it's me no, okay yeah, got, yeah so i'll do it okay. i got two in the pipe right now that i got yeah, still do yeah, like yeah. so it's me so i'll put like a definition for gotcha game above us and um gotcha boys. Can, can you explain it a little bit for anyone who doesn't know what uh, a gotcha mechanic is um, so a, a gotcha mechanic is like you may have seen like this little like uh coin just dis- like at like a grocery store or something where it's like you put in coins and like you spin a little knob and like a little uh, capsule comes out and yep. like you open it up and it's like a randomized prize. Uh, a gotcha is basically was popularized in Japan. It's the same thing over there. It's like gotcha machines that they have where they have like blocks of like those like vending quarter machines with randomized prizes. Uh, they love gambling in Japan. Uh, so it's basically like digital gambling uh, yep. for so what happens in summoners wars, like you get summoning scrolls uh, and there's like the plain ones. And that gives you like a level one through three star monster. And basically anything under three is basically trash, but like you can level those up as like feed to like a level three monster. Uh, And then they have like a thing called like a mystic scroll. And that gives you like a chance to get like a three star to a five star monster. But like the odds are so fucking ridiculously low 
to get like those five star monsters, like you might as well go play like real fucking scratch offs. <laughs> like, <laughs> better odds. Yeah. Like if you're thinking about putting actual money into this, like don't like, yeah. uh, and then you also have to understand that. Like I'm always suspicious. I'm like, cause I've ended up with like two five star monsters in that game. And I'm like, how much of this is like luck or how much is it did like the community, somebody in the back, like, fuck with the numbers where like I would get better uh, roles because I stream and I'm like I'm like almost certain that they fuck with the numbers and I've told people that and they're like no bro that wouldn't happen I'm like dude okay yeah Big businesses <laughs> wouldn't like write this off as, right. like, it's, like it's free for them they don't have to do anything yeah so, they're like, using you as a temple to, you're like they're like oh chip got all as of an this advertisement stuff and yeah that you could too people yeah for sure uh, uh yeah no and, no that that's a great uh, so they do things it. like uh a b testing and stuff now too where they're like they'll send like different versions of like the same targeted thing where it's like buy the you know beginner pack for you know 10.99 and then they'll send it to somebody else and they'll be like obtain the beginner's pack for 10.99 it's like the same thing but like different wording they yep. do try different pricing structures yep. and they do it like all in real time and they send it off uh to everybody and like i know like farmville like on facebook was like pretty big into this testing and stuff and like i know uh the indie game dev uh maker jonathan blow he did like a talk on this and the kid uh part that i thought was like really clever where he was like uh they're basically playing a more interesting game than farmville which is like turning the users into the farmville (laughs) extracting as much money as they can and they're like he was like that's the way more interesting game than like what they're presenting as farmville uh, it was yeah. like the human psychology of like what gets people to uh, like impulse buy and stuff. So yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. Now uh, let me uh, tell you a little bit about just my experience with mobile gaming. I am not a fan. Uh, just it's I feel it's polluted with a lot of uh, free to play ad based um, cookie clicker revenue generating things that aren't games. Uh, I had this uh, feeling. For the majority of the life of of mobile gaming space, um, I will say that at this moment in time, there are a few genres that I've found that work just as well, if not better, in the mobile space. Um, one genre is that I'll just touch on briefly, just because of my children's level of enjoyment with it, are auto runners. Um, something about it has that like gambling um, drip of uh, of euphoria every time you get further and further there's some it's literally a slot machine bro it is it is so i think auto runners work well on mobile because you know short they're short or or, you know experiences that can be as long as you want based on your skill i I feel like auto runners are one of the things that kind of tests skill in in the mobile space because typically most games are based on luck i i personally found uh, the other thing that I think works phenomenally well on mobile, and actually I am legitimately surprised no one's truly capitalized on this, is CCGs, trading card games, collectible card games, uh, like Magic the Gathering, Hearthstone, uh, the big one. And uh, there's like this uh, Korean uh, card game that I can't remember what it's called, but that's super popular right now. I think that... Uh, that. I mean, Hearthstone broke that barrier. Like, they're kind of one of the first ones to cross over, and like, yeah. Uh, as soon as they did, I was like, "Oh, this game will never be good again." <laughs> like, yeah, because uh, like everything went kind of like geared towards more mobile players from that point onward, and they stopped caring about like balance and gameplay. Yeah, uh, and they started like pumping up more randomized fucking. Car- it got to the point where like I think it was like the last hearthstone tournament like made pro teams quit hearthstone because there's like so much like rng like bullshit from the cards whereas like people are like okay so it's just fucking like a straight slot machine at this point yeah like it it, like they took out like all the skill play uh from like the cards yeah Uh, but before that it was more like i love hearthstone early on and like i rage quit after they uh took away my card uh Mm. So they basically hold on. Let me fucking oh my do my old man fucking rant, dude. I'm fucking salty about this card. Um, So they like it was like one of the first things where they had like a a pathway where it's like oh you can pay money and unlock like this mini game. 
And when you unlock this mini game, we're guaranteeing you like these like five cards. Uh, and like one of them was like a hunter card. And I was like playing hunter back in the day. This is like way early, like when the game first came out. And hunter was kind of overpowered. Uh, you can make like a good zoo deck and like Zerg a bit. Uh, but this hunter card like was just fucking broken. It's like a random plus four plus four to like a animal or some bullshit like that. And I was like, okay. well, this is fucking broken. If I want to be competitive, I need to this card. Uh, and so I was like, I got to pay $10 for it. I'm okay with that. Whatever, dude. Like I I basically got enough out of this enjoyment out of this game where it's like, this is worth $10. So yeah. I get the card. Uh, and then like a few months later, they're like, oh yeah, that card's fucking broken. We got to nerf the shit out of it. And I'm like, you just fucking stole my card. I gave you $10 right. for that card. And it's not like a random card. It's not like I gave you $10 for a chance at a random card. It was like, you guaranteed me this card, like in your pack. Like, I feel like there's like false advertising. Like you shouldn't be able to like go in and like, you can't be like, I guarantee you these like five things, like rewards yeah. Yeah. and then change them up just because like you broke your own meta by being greedy fucks. You knew what you're doing. You wanted my $10. I gave you my $10. Yeah. Uh, and now like, you're like, ha ha ha. Fuck you, dude. Uh, we broke our game because of that. And I'm like, I know you fucking broke your game, dude. That's why I gave you the money. I want, I'm paying to win. I'm paying to like be competitive because everybody yep. else has this broken fucking card. And if I don't have it, I can't counter it. Uh, <laughs> that's fair, dude. And and I'm glad you mentioned <laughs> the pay to win aspect. Cause that's what, you know, trading card games um, are. It's basic. They're, they're the, the first pay to win the ones that are bad we're all pay to win you know what i mean and, and the ones that kind of the cream where the cream rises to the top are ones where you could definitely pay to get an advantage but you don't need to continually pay to win and i think modern day magic with its seasons and its um set set like card structure has solved that problem and i think hearthstone is trying to go that route but there's still like this mobile game like muddling of its core system that's really hurting it um and, and hearthstone players please ch chime in and let me know if i'm how wrong or right i am on that uh i will say that uh me saying that like trading card games work really well on mobile i will uh, add to that single player trading card game experiences work the best uh my favorite one of my favorite roguelikes ever and we will do a full episode on roguelikes very soon i promise i'm gonna force chip to do it um is slay the spire slay the spire um it's uh you versus you know like enemies you're climbing up a up a tower to you know slay the final boss um you get random is it cards a spire it is a spire <laughs> and uh <laughs> so you, you're getting these cards or whatever um you build your deck as you go on you can choose to you know um, upgrade cards as you as you go um there's randomization there's a lot of tactics involved um there's a lot of uh like like min maxing your cards and things like that and and it's probably so as far as roguelikes that i played the number one on my steam list is binding of isaac by far and and what rose so quickly to number two replacing like nuclear throne um darkest dungeon uh like and other things was slay the spire and typically i don't get into card games but that one just gripped me like no other and recently it was released on mobile and like if I, now i work from home so i don't need it i have access to slay the spire at all times but i know if there's a point where i will be gone from home for a while i'm just gonna buy that on the phone and just continue playing it because it's yeah. it's that good and it's it works it's it's a card game so it works so well in the palm of your hand let and I me think, tell you about a little thing called free to play AFK Arena. <laughs> like, uh, basically, like AFK Arena and uh, Idol Hero or whatever it is that Moonton game. Mm -hmm. They both have like a Slay the Spire mode now. Where really? It's like, okay. Uh, you have a like lot of your team stealing. Yeah. yeah. I found this with like a lot of mobile games, especially like the where they're trying to extract money. They do like the off-brand version of like whatever's popular. So yeah. like uh like Moonton also has like that uh I think it's called Mobile Legends. It's like a League of Legends ripoff. Okay. Uh so it's basically League of Legends, but they also have like an auto chess mode and they have like another like uh ARAM mode and stuff. Basically, whatever's like kind of popular, like how can we just throw this in our game? Like just get like the off-brand version of it. 
where it's like this is good enough and it has like our own characters so yeah. like both afk arena and like uh that other game pretty sure it's the right Idol game. heroes or something yeah. yeah they both have like a slay the spire mode now where it's like a roguelike thing where you take your team of heroes into a dungeon and every bad guy you beat gives you a card that like boosts like a uh, stats but they're random it's like three random cards and you get to choose like what you okay. want and like you try and power up your team and like Basically, if you don't get any like health regen cards, you you die. You die. Like that's that's GG. So yeah, yeah. but yeah, man. Like I, I think Slay the Spire is definitely like a great uh, TCG style roguelike game where it's like everybody's stealing from that uh, playbook now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Shout out to those devs. Uh, great, great stuff that you guys did. Um, so now I know you're you're playing a lot of mobile games, and I I just have to ask do you think where it is now it's good for the gaming space as a whole or what would you like to see change what would you like to see adopted on the other side of more traditional games if anything so i know we kind of talked about this a little bit before the pot even started we're like i would consider mobile games like i was like looking up like what uh slot machines are considered and it's called like like a gambling game i think is like the legal definition so yeah. I would put them like pretty like close where I would say like a mobile game is closer to gambling game. I feel like they prey on your psychology a lot more, but I feel like most traditional games also do that now. So we kind of yeah. talked a little bit about this where it's like a slot machine mechanic. And I noticed this when I played uh, a lot of League of Legends back in the day where I'm like, uh, I noticed that I get paired up every seven to 11 matches with an opponent whose skill level is way fucking better than me. Like, just like, this is an impossible match for me. Like the other team, their team is just way better than our team. Uh, And like, I can just tell like the quality of play is like just higher. Okay. And I'm like, I know I'm not imagining this because I look at like, you know, the, I I was like deep enough where I was like, you type in, you look up like the ELOs and stuff of like everybody. You're like, yeah, these guys are like a rank and a half better than us. They shouldn't be, here in like a silver game like they're like upper gold level players sure Uh, so the game makes a match that you're gonna lose on purpose like between 7 and 11 games and then i found between like 11 and 20 games i am that team where like i'm matched with somebody who's way worse than me and we just skunk them but that's a slot machine mechanic where it's like you're randomizing a reward and, like, you're randomizing a loss where they know, like, you're going to lose, like, X amount of games. You're going to win X amount based on, like, what we've randomized in here. Like, it's no longer skill-based. And I know uh, EA just put out, like, a copyright for something like that as well where they're like, oh, we're going to copyright, like, this type of matchmaking as well. Uh, so, like, I know, like, EA's at least saying that they're doing it and they're trying to, like, uh, you know, protect, like, their intellectual property for, like, how they do it. Okay. So they've been doing it with like Call of Duty and stuff as well. So I would say even like more traditional match-based uh, games, like there's some uh, fucky shit going on with them to prey on your psychology to get you to play one more game or to get you to get that good feeling from their game of like, oh, I just destroyed this team. Like, uh, I don't know. Like not to put like down in everybody's minds of like, oh, am I really that good? Or am I like just, you know, because I know like, for some single player games or like group based games, like your skill play can, you're just that good where like, it doesn't really matter. So, but like, I think even they will feel like a a pendulum swing where it's like, wow, that match was way more challenging than every other match. And I'm really good at this game, you know, like, yeah. uh, And so, yeah, man, I think that's kind of a, there may be some weird, uh, you know, fuckery going on with matchmaking. I, I will say that, uh, so most games adopted the ELO rating system that's used in, um, one of our two favorite topics to bring up on the pod, chess. <laughs> um, chess. the, and, and it works really well for chess, but however, the amount of like game sub- subsequent games you can get with the video game space is incredible. So I feel ELO, there's like a separate ELO variation that a lot of other games use that I feel is better um, because it, it takes quantity into account. Um, 
uh, over quality. So those those games where the pendulum swinging your way, where you're just dominant, um, are worth less for you winning versus the games where you win, where it was like a hard fought battle. You know, so you get like a bigger elo boost. elo wise, but like your mind doesn't care. Like all you care is like how good you were doing. It's like yeah. a yeah. It's just but, like again, it's a Skinner box where it's like it's dumping out like a an endorphin rush. Yeah, to the yeah. player. But I, I so feel like, like in games where I do, do you care if you fucking won the jackpot if it's like ten dollars versus like a hundred thousand dollars, or it's like all the lights buzzing telling you like, oh, you won, you won, you won. You're like, oh shit, I'm a winner. Yeah. Like then. There's yeah. something to that, like in a deep, like it's extremely predatory. I, I will tell, let me tell you this story <laughs> uh, with that. So you're right. Um, some games do the gambling aspect a lot more than others. Um, I think that the true next big battle royale will do that. Because right It'll now, when you win any, any bet, when you win any battle royale game, right, it's just like a wall of text comes up going, "You're the winner, you made it," and nothing it's really gonna, happens. The next just big battle royale throwing, is going to be video blackjack, one versus hundred players. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just, just start throwing up fireworks. Table. Give me like a bunch of three D visual of my characters just fucking flying through space, just blowing like just with a bunch of lights and shiny Doing stuff the happening. Dance. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, like. Uh, I'll bring this up when, when we're doing the, what I'm playing late, later because I feel like mobile was just a good thing to, to keep going on on this episode for what I've been playing. But um, um, the next Battle Royale has to do that because having a, a thing of text going, you won, isn't enough, right? Yeah. So, But the story I wanted to get to uh, with gambling and why it's one of those things where it's just playing with your mind, it's playing with the um, the slow drip of endorphin it's rushes versus your emotions versus like a big just explosion of of like euphoria. Um, it's like my, the Backstreet Boys said, "Boys, don't stop playing games, playing games with my heart." heart right. So my my grandma, like most you know elderly people, um, uh, my grandma on my dad's side, uh, loves playing her slots. Right. She she's a nickel slot player. And this is back in the day when you I love had playing it. slots too, man. But I also like mobile games. Like I'm, right, not, right, right, I'm not above this. I'm not disparaging yeah, these things. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I am aware of like how these are trying to take advantage of me, and I'm okay with that. I yep. have fun doing it. Yep. Uh, I I don't have an addiction, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Says the addict. But anyway, my grandma's throwing <laughs> in nickels, right? She, she nickel pull, nickel pull, nickel pull. I'm right there next to her. Gets, gets a couple of gets, gets you know a couple of wins. You know she starts scooping it up back when they actually had you know to scoop up your bucket. your stuff. Yeah, she got the yep. bucket. Pulling, pulling, pulling. Pulls one. Pulls. Boom, boom, boom. All in a row, like highest jackpot, like on the on the measure. Let's just say they're gold Counts bars. The right? bars. Yep. Yeah, she has the bars and. uh so just boom, 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 lights, camera, action, just shine, 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 shine. Uh, fireworks are appearing behind her. You know, there's a bunch of sparklers. And yeah. uh, so she has a heart attack. Oh, shit. <laughs> she has a heart attack, passes out. Um, uh, my dad gets a call and I'll let you fix your video while I'm talking about this. But my dad gets a call. And this was uh, when I was a kid, too. So the camera had a heart attack, dude. From I see story. that from the story. So she gets she gets airlifted to this hospital, right? And she goes, she comes to after getting the, you know, the, uh, the defibrillator, um, she comes to the first thing she goes, she, she's all, when you get def defibbed, you, you're, it like bruises the hell out of you. Right. So she's yeah, bruised up. She, up. she can't, she can barely move. She turns over to my dad and goes, I want a million dollars. And then my dad goes, no, mom, you won $300. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget the look of disappointment on her face when my dad told her that, where she had a straight heart attack <laughs> from 300 bucks. Now, don't get me wrong. I'd love to win 300 bucks, right? But yeah. it's not, it wasn't worth the uh, the hospital expense. <laughs> the hospital expense. I'm sure, like, the, the, between the airlift charges, which I think the casino paid for, I, it, it wasn't so long ago, but I'm pretty sure the casino paid for it. Um, but you know, between airlift hospital stay and she had to stay like for three days, that $300 is gone. <laughs> so oh, welcome man. back chip. So, so yeah, um, you know, casino stuff, it, uh, it works, but I feel like I gaming... saw that type of situation also at not to try and one up your story. Yeah. This is kind of like more of like, this is kind of like a little more, uh, more sadder story. 
which you know today <laughs> your grandma and our text not sad, but I was at a casino. I was playing uh, blackjack. Yep. Uh, and somebody had a heart attack, and everybody just kept playing. <laughs> like nobody gave a fuck, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I was just like so. There was like holy shit, that lady had a heart attack. And like there's like EMTs and shit. Like we just all kept fucking going, dude. And like all the pit boss did was like uh put like their winnings aside. <laughs> They're like, all right, we gotta guard their winnings. We gotta guard their winnings. And they had like a person like coming in like stand by like their fucking you know three hundred dollars of like yeah. chips or whatever, dude. And yeah. like I'm like, this person's literally possibly dying right here. And like we're all just like, yeah, you know, shit happens, I guess. <laughs> it's fucking but- <laughs> when Nuts, I worked dude. at when I worked at a casino, I worked at a card house. So it wasn't a true casino, but um, you you had definitely had regulars. Um, I went to the bathroom and there was a guy in there, and I like recognized the shoes, right? Because he's like, "These are my lucky shoes." And um, if anyone uh, who who watches this, um, there's a certain person, uh, Sunshine. If you are watching or listening to this, you'll know who I'm talking about. But anyway, um, he worked with me. So Sunshine, um, dude, it's him. Yeah, so this guy's like my lucky shoes, and uh, I went to the bathroom and you know, like up by the he saw him go in, and uh, he went to the stall. So I'm like, okay, dude's taking shit, no big deal. And I and I worked and I worked like a ten hour shift that day, so I'm I'm there. It gets to be like four a.m. and I, and I went to the bathroom a couple of times because I'm like pounding energy drinks all the time, and uh, shoes are still there. Shoes are still there. I I like I go to the security desk and I'm like, listen, um, and the guy's kind of older, right? He's not too old. He's like probably fifties. But That's it's old, enough man. to it's enough to where you you worry for why this guy was sitting on the shitter for like at that point seven hours you know yeah so security bit, uh... comes in knocks on the door nothing opens the door dude fell asleep uh, with his phone in his hand playing uh, mobile poker yeah fell asleep <laughs> pants at his ankles mid shit <laughs> you know happened, like man. like that's that's the level where I feel a lot of these, and I will say like the uh, the Korean developed games are like notorious for this, where that's the level that they want to go to where you lose all sense of self. And that is where I feel mobile gaming is kind of like, dangerous. I, I might be speaking out of school here, but I'm pretty sure they passed a law like for games made in South Korea for like MMORPGs where it has to tell you like how much time has passed. Yeah. Where like because I used to play this Korean MMO, uh shout outs to Lineage 2. Uh and like after one update, it was like, you've been playing for eight hours. Consider taking a 15-minute break. And I think <laughs> they start doing with like League of Legends 2 at some point, where it's like, okay. hey, you should take a 10-minute break here, buddy. You've been yeah. playing for you know six hours at a time. Like I, but I'm pretty sure it's because people fucking died because they're getting yeah. lost in their game. Yeah. So they got sued or had to pass some sort of legislation to be like hey maybe remind people to take a fucking break from your super addicting game dude yeah yeah yeah. like like some people do heroin others play you know mobile games it's like like one of the same almost so uh with the mobile games you play um and he mentioned that the game that you love is of summoner's war don't put money into it because it's not worth it Um, i would say get the uh get the beginner pack uh, get the intermediate pack if you're gonna put money in like those are your best dollar per value yeah uh get get your crystal builders right away and like they'll pay for themselves for the uh you know you'll get your red gems back uh yeah i've always in my head i've always been cognitive like I, we've t- touched on it before where i think uh in dollars per entertainment for myself yes, yes. so for me it's about ten dollars for every two hours of entertainment is so that for me, it's like a movie uh, yeah. where like, I don't mind like paying $10 for like a really entertaining movie. I'm like, Oh, that was worth the money. Uh, so that's kind of always been my metric. So I like for a mobile game, like if I've put like a, you know, 40, 50 or a hundred hours into it, like putting like, you know, $20, $30 into like their beginner pack that like helps me out in the game. I'm like, this is a, a good dollar value for me personally uh i would say where it gets tricky for that i would try and say don't think you can outspend the game to win like you know what i'm saying like don't try don't try and be like pay to win be like 
uh, like even like Fortnite, like I put sixty dollars into that for skins, uh, because like I got so much entertainment out of Fortnite. Like when I first came out, I played a lot of it with my buddies, and it was a good time. And I was like, oh, this is a cool skin that I want. I want to support like the development of this game, and that game makes billions of dollars. So you know, it's like, uh, I think if you make things people love, like they don't mind supporting it. Yeah. Uh, but I think work is predatory with a lot of mobile games or trading card games, which is like where they have like a pay to win aspect or where you feel like you're letting down like guild mates or like your other people, like, because like you can't help you them out buy. by farm. Yeah. yeah and you're like, Oh shit. I can't. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's a good point. So, um, and then on the last point of the question that I had for you, um, is there anything <laughs> that the mobile, that the mobile space does that you would like to see done in more traditional gaming experiences? Uh, I think their UIs are incredibly good and intuitive for the most part. Yeah. I think simplifying a lot of like just text and uh, I, I don't know, like UI is like one of the best paid, I would say parts of like a, a video game. Yeah. Uh, like if, if you're going to get into like game development, I would say like try and become like a person who just does UI uh, even for like uh, anything like software or hardware. Uh, UI is like of unsung hero of like yes, uh, of yes. everything. Like the easier it is to interface, like for a lot of these like mobile games, like you don't have to read any text, like you and you'll still understand basically what to do if you've played like any game before. So I would say like UI is key. I think they do a really good job with like character design and a lot of stuff where they they try to be like more poppy, more eye catching, more like uh you know, and like some of it's like for better or worse. Like sometimes they'll have like uh, I think they call it like waifu gotchas where it's like all skin or whatever. It's like, yeah, this yeah. is a, this is a bit That's much just marketing at that point. Yeah. Too. Yeah. For the dudes where they're like ripped out of their fucking mind. And it's like, they look like some unobtainable K-pop uh, Herculean figure chiseled out of marble yeah. looking dude. And you're yeah. like, what the hell is this? Why is he in a thong? I'm like, I, I got to get him though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got to get him. <laughs> you look at his stats, bro. I got, I can't, I can't even. <laughs> uh that's good that's good uh, yeah that's actually a very good i you know what's funny before when we when you suggested this pod um my typical uh ignorance towards mobile games i thought i would personally like shit on them you know for like yeah. a good hour and actually the, they're a part of gaming the gaming zeitgeist as a whole and i don't th- i think that you can look at free to play on traditional uh gaming media and versus mobile they share a lot of similarities uh, they both have like the gotcha mechanics for sure um and like it was you just talking to you now really changed my uh, my general opinion of mobile mobile gaming i get i i would say that there's definitely like all those worst aspects i agree with and I think all the predatory practices, they're creeping into traditional games now as well. Like, if yeah. you look at, like, how they're doing, like, loot boxes in, like, every game that's yep. coming out, like, no matter, like, what platform. If you look at, like, seasonal passes where, like, they're pre-selling you things and they don't really tell you what they are, I think that's way more predatory than being like, hey, check out this dude, this good-looking dude in a thong. I'm like, well, at least I know what I'm trying to get. Or, like, look at these <laughs> yeah. seven cards. Uh, you can give us ten dollars. You can try. You get these cards if you complete like this mission. And like yeah. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I guess I need it to be competitive. And yeah. like I'm willing to pay that money instead of being like, give us fifty bucks and maybe fucking something will happen awesome this season. Yeah. And we don't know what it is. And you're like, yeah, I, I guess, man. Like if it's gonna be more of the if I'm paying fifty dollars and I pay sixty for the game, it's I'm getting double the game. And like, and then like you see like a lot of people like not even fulfilling seasonal passes or like. Yes, it's like the bare minimum of it, and it's like that's way more shitty and predatory than at least being like upfront with like what they're selling you. It's like I'm selling you, I'm pimping you on a a dream of being number one player in Hearthstone, and you're like, yeah, yeah I could do that, and I just need this one card. Yeah. I'll be like Yu Gi Oh, dude. I'll have the fucking Exodia right. of the <laughs> Reverse Uno card, dude. Like this is it. This is my Exodia, dude. For uh, sure. And then like you realize like oh everybody else also has that card and it's like gonna be nerfed because it's way too OP. Right. Uh, right. Yeah, man. Right. Dude, so right. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like I agree that there's definitely a lower barrier of entry to mobile games. 
so you get a lot more shovelware, a lot more crap games on there. Yeah. Uh, I would like to think that most of it, like the, the marketplace figures it out, but not always. Yeah. There's definitely like some bigger, more predatory companies that like also gamify the real world of like paying to win where like their advertisements are on everything and they're like just trying to get user acquisition. And they're like, if I can get a user for like under a hundred dollars onto my game, then I know I'm going to be money up because it's so scummy (laughs) that it's going to make more than that. So they're willing to like pay like top dollar to like try and get user acquisition onto like a terrible game. So (laughs) that's definitely a thing, but like that's, and I would also say they have more money to do that. I know like it was kind of notorious in Japan where like during their recession, TV advertisement like became way cheaper. So like mobile developers were like, oh, we can just advertise on TV. And like yeah. it was so fucking successful that they it generates so much money that like they're like, oh, now we're always uh, advertising. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere. I remember the Kate Upton ads for uh uh there's a game I can't remember what mobile game it was, but um like I definitely remember the Kate Upton ads for it. You know, was it like uh, it wasn't Clash of Clans, but it was something that was a competitor to it. And um, it's like, hey, Kate Upton's not even anything in this game. There's nothing to do with Kate Upton, but there's some boobs on camera. So you're like, like, oh, there's boobs. I'm gonna click that and buy it. You know, or like you said, like, like the guy in the thong. You know, exactly, exactly. So I mean, they so, had the one with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger for like the one mobile yep. game. Yep, he's exactly. like sitting there smoking guards, like, oh, now I'm playing. I'm launching nuclear strikes. This is hilarious. <laughs> you're like, oh, is that Arnold? Is that a mobile game? What's this about? Let me check for this sure. out. For sure. <laughs> like, so I think that you know, mobile gaming and gaming as a whole are kind of where movies were like thirty years, ago, forty years ago. To where, no matter what you have, um, you're going to advertise it and get as many eyes on eyes on the product as possible. You know. Yeah, I, and, I think where it becomes a little bit more nefarious is it's they're more akin to gambling machines than mm-hmm. video games yep. yep like we say like mobile game uh and i would say like because we kind of talked a little bit about this before the power i was trying to figure out like to me like the definition of like a a video game is there has to be a complete state uh mm. some sort of like counter of like a beginning so yep. yeah i would say like the things that go outside of that convention are like MMORPGs, like arcade games and like gambling games and yeah. slash mobile games where it's like there's no real end state to them. They just kind of go on forever. Yep. Uh, yep. And they're designed to just extract as many quarters from you for like an arcade machine or as many nickels from you for like a, you know, a gambling Video machine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For uh, sure. I, yeah. And like, it, so I don't know. Like, I, I think until like the government steps in and they like make it like you know eighteen plus for like a lot of this stuff, I don't think you're gonna see. Like you said, everyone's gonna try and maximize like uh, to whatever the they're point. promoting. Yeah. Yep. 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 For sure. Uh, yeah, for man. sure. It's, wow. it's, a, it's a good good way to end it. Um, and I just wanted to say, did you want to do a shout out to anything else that you're doing today? I know we talked about what you were playing and it's been been the mobile games, but I know you got some other stuff going on. <laughs> you trying to get me to talk about the legendary mechanic, bro? The web novel I've been fucking <laughs> deep into. So uh, let's hear it, man. Let's hear it. All right, man. This is like it's a guy gets Isekai into a video game that he played, and it's like <laughs> at the start of the game, but now he's an NPC in the game. So he's like uh going around just living his life as an NPC in the game, like trying to get power. Yep. And then he like realizes like there's real players so like it gets into open beta and then like he becomes like a quest giving npc because he realizes he gets like xp for interacting with players and now he's becoming like super op but i don't think the author is very good at math (laughs) Um, so i will say this let me stop you right there i feel like like for the past four pods like the about of doujin media you consume is incredible because every single time it's something that's out of left field that i've never even heard of so so i I didn't get a chance to talk about uh the birth of the demonic sword uh so what this takes place and this is noah uh and he gets (laughs) itsikai into a kung fu world uh and like 
he's like, oh shit, I gotta get strong because everything's kung fu. Every yep. day's kung fu. Yeah. Uh, and so he goes to a kung fu academy, and the empire hires him to be an assassin because somebody's trying to buy up all the kung fu from the academy. <laughs> so he has to go stop that. They can't stop him from buying all the kung fu, but they're gonna go kill him and take back all the kung fu, dude. <laughs> Uh, and so eventually he creates the demonic sword, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So there's a. I mentioned this before. The combo, good, wom- the combo wombo bingo sheet. Uh, please, someone add Chipmunk's random Dojin fantasy media. <laughs> That's awesome, though, man. I, I, you see, you literally opened my eyes to a whole new world of media. Uh, that's no, that's they're amazing. Like, uh, they're solid, like web novels. They're free. They usually come out weekly. Uh, mm-hmm. They're not always the best written, but much yeah. like a, a lot of the cream rises to the top because there's so many people there. I know like the legendary mechanic and like uh, the demonic, the birth of the demonic sword are like both like pretty top rated stuff. Yeah. Uh, like in that space. Uh, yeah. Sweet, they're, they're, they're decent. Like they're simple. They're well written. Uh, and like because it's weekly and because they're short, yeah. uh, I know like in traditional Western comic books, like they always talk about like have like the page turner uh, for like a comic book where like something's going to happen on that last panel where you're like, you know uh, where it's like you are. And then like, you know, to get you a chair on the page and it's like, Oh, this black cat showing up again with Thanos glove. Yeah. Uh, So there's always like something like that where it's like, uh, so for this, because of the way it's written and because it's weekly, like every like fifth paragraph is like that. You are like type of moment. Gotcha. Uh, and like they're like oh he's about to do what and like you're like oh shit i gotta listen next or you know read next week to find out yeah uh, so it's that euphoric drip that you get from mobile games as well you get that yeah. in that and good callback good call yeah back. it's comic books dude comic books yeah, are man. kind of the og mobile game <laughs> True. Oh, like we got paid to get the story weekly or <laughs> like monthly that. love it um so as far yeah, as what you've been up to as far as me, man, uh, you know, I'm still in that VR space, just uh, living life, trying to spread the word. I'm like, I'm basically like a Jehovah's Witness going out, knocking on doors, going, have you heard the gospel of VR? You know? Yeah, <laughs> um, good, the good one. Uh, yeah. So uh, I've been looking for like longer experiences in it. And I've turned to like games that I played as a kid that maybe someone has converted to VR. So uh, the original Quake, and I mentioned this on a previous pod, some madman, um, like decided to mod it to support VR and it's to the point where you can like it has an option where if you jump in real life you jump in game so it's a bunny hop you actually have to like legitimately <laughs> jump um but uh, I t- switched that to a button but I left the option on because it was so Bro, ridiculous I put in new lights the other day yeah and my ankles hurt today because I was like up like yeah. putting in like LED strip lighting in the living room yeah my ankle yep. hurts from doing that yeah, imagine, man. Imagine money helping. <laughs> so I was playing, I played it on stream uh, just the other day. Um, I don't, th- one viewer said that uh, they got motion sick from it, but I think my overlay kind of worked out enough to where no one else really complained of motion sickness. So I'll probably stream it again next next uh, time I do my VR streams on a Saturday, twitch.tv backslash Mr. Gimpy. <laughs> Saturdays, three o'clock. Uh, central time and wednesdays eight o'clock central time so but the other thing i, I was playing that uh, just came it's out on the twitch right yeah yep it's on twitch uh the other kind thing of I was zoned playing, out twitch mr yeah, gimpy tv yep. mr gimpy just mr gimpy no so TV. you know you know twitch it's is twitch.tv twitch. TV. yeah you got it slash mr gimpy but uh what i did want to say and like i'm no probably no. <laughs> I'm probably uh, going to stream this. Is it Mr. Like the Word? God or damn just it. M I S T E R. Just like it's okay. on the bottom of our thing. Mr. Gimpy. Uh, yeah. So uh, the only thing I've been playing um, off stream that I'm, pr- I'm probably going to stream in the morning on, on uh, Monday is Pac Man 99. It is the Battle Royale version of Pac Man made by Nintendo. And let me just say let's see there we go i have four wins in that thing right now so i have unlocked boss mode i i cannot be defeated in pac-man 99 um i want to say that uh when top when top 10 comes out man like unlock mode you know happens i'm just ready to rock ready to go no one can handle me uh that has been so much fun um i and like i said previously like battle royales typically don't do it for me but 
Tetris 99, Pac-Man 99, Mario 35, just are enough of the games that I grew up loving to the point where I get it. I get that uh, like one versus play, 100 uh, thing. It's fantastic. So Pac-Man, Pac-Man 99. I still want to play Pac-Man DX. Oh, it's Plus. amazing. Yeah. 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 I still yep, haven't done that. And I know that's also kind of like yep. playing with like a lot of those old concepts and making them like more spectacular. And- yeah. Yes, yeah, man. Yes. There's something to it. Yeah, I know, like even like a Mario Maker, where it's like mm-hmm. you versus random worlds, and they give you a hundred lives. Like it's kind of like inverting everything, uh, but like that was super popular as well. Like yeah. for a long time, like for streaming and stuff. Like uh, yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, I, I'm hoping that when I do stream it, I uh, I'll get more wins on it. Yeah, um, Mario Maker, you ever fuck around Mario Maker? I did, I did. Um, I don't own it. I just uh, rented it from GameFly with like my last like GameFly subscription. But I'll I'll definitely buy it, buy it again because it's super fun. It is super fun. Yeah. And now that my daughter uh, is to the point where we beat uh, Mario 3D World, we're about to beat Bowser's Fury, and she's played all the classic ones. She loves Mario, so I think giving her that, and she likes Legos and stuff, so I think giving her that creative freedom to make her own Mario levels will be will do it's a lot. Infinite Mario. Her. Yeah. So I, 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 I'm, I will definitely get that for her. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, good, good stuff, dude. Um, yeah, Pac-Man DX is amazing. So that's actually my favorite nice. Pac-Man. So I can't recommend that enough. Uh, but yeah, man, I think that's, that is the pod. Look at us, man. I can't, can't believe we've come so far. So, uh, yeah, I can't believe I still have so many camera issues. <laughs> still, still working at it, man. So, uh, I'm Mr. Still work in progress for chip mug. We will oh, see what? you next time. Uh, and like, share, subscribe to combo wombo. Your bitch. Follow us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, later, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>